everyone, welcome to the Habibis podcast, three game developers drinking good Arab tea. I'm your host for today, Fauzi Mesmar. I'm Rami Ismail. And I'm Osama Darius. Oh man, man, it's been hot. Rami, has your um, air-conditioned <laughs> beds arrived? It's too warm. <laughs> yes, yes it did. Oh my but, god, but I would have melted. <laughs> it's such a big difference. You know, the, the diff- you, because I have AC, and AC is nice, but the thing about AC is it's, you know, if you want to sleep under a blanket, it's like really kind of, you, you're under the blanket, so it's still warm. It still gets warm. And this AC is actually in the bed. So wow. even if you're under the blanket, it's still cool. It's still nice. It's still pleasant. And it could also heat. Uh, it's great. I need to try I, this yeah, stuff I, out. I don't think it it's the greatest yeah. thing. I it just is. I just want to find a floor model somewhere and just like try all the settings. It made me very happy. Sounds yeah, like sci-fi. I remember, I remember there was this um, uh, like one of the earlier companies I worked at in Jordan. Uh, the AC in the in the design uh, room broke down. So like every two minutes, oh, no. somebody would come over and be like, Fauzi, it's Shob. Fauzi, Shob. It's like, it's hot. Fauzi, Shob, Fauzi, Shob. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, they have, didn't have any complaints division. So I just had people coming over just telling me it's hot on repeat. <laughs> and, it, and it feels like it's a topic of conversation right now. You were right the complaint department, basically. I was, I was. I was supposed to do a rain dance or something. <laughs> Right. Fuzzy, fix it. Fuzzy, fix it. And you're like, if I fix, fix it, it, my car breaks down. <laughs> it's one or the other. That's the balance. The only way I got to the office uh, was like in like moderate heat with no rain. Yeah. <laughs> other than that, I'm working remotely. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's been nice. It's it's uh, yeah, it's a weird device. You fill it with water and then it pumps water around the the sort of like this layer that goes under your sheets well so it's nice yeah it just spreads cold and and it's actually made in such a way that you could have two of them next to each other for if you have two different people sleeping in a bed uh so you also don't have to argue about how warm the bed is or whatever yeah it's amazing I didn't even think about that as a feature. That must have come up in playtesting. Playtesting. You know, testing. Sorry, Sleep I have testing. games on the brain. <laughs> Sleep testing. In the, in the bed industry, they refer to it as snooze testing. Snooze. <laughs> mm. I would like to do some snooze testing. That sounds great. Play. No, the warm, the heat is, the heat is making me very sleepy. It's not even the heat; it's the humidity that's making me sleepy. It's a. Uh, yeah, it's it's been a week. It's uh, it's, it's been but a week for sure. Good stuff happened this week as well. Yeah, yeah. Right. What did you do? Uh, I played uh, another new old game. It seems like it's what I'm doing this <laughs> the past couple of months. Um, so a new a new old Zelda game came out. It's Skyward Sword HD on the Switch. Okay. Um, so I thought I want to give it a go. So are you a fan? So that's the thing. Um, um, and that's like an opinion I usually get a bunch of hit about. Um, I kind of really like, like Skyward Sword. Uh, no, 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 no. I think it's a really, really good game. I'm like a, I'm no, a Skyward no, no, Sword no, no, no. A- apologist. <laughs> <laughs> I am telling you, man. I'm, I'm going to get you on a t-shirt, Jeff Rosie. Apologist. <laughs> what is, okay, you're, you're going to have to explain this to me. You're going to have to explain this to me. 
Mm-hmm. So I think Skyward Sword has the best dungeons in the series. There's some really cool stuff in that game. Like um, uh, there's the okay. there's the time travel stuff that's been super cool. I don't know if you remember, if you guys remember. There's like the orb and um, the orb mm-hmm. in the in the cart or in the ship, and like when you smash it. Um, the the area around the orb goes back in time, whereas everybody else stays in the present. And as you move it around, then you start to see how things are um, like you know you, you see like how things are going to different timelines. That's a very cool mechanic, and they've like made an amazing um, dungeon with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, you know, Skyward Sword is filled with like right. brilliant moments. I've never played Skyward Sword. Do, would you like? I Fauzi, you definitely would recommend it. Uh, Rami, would you recommend it too? I mean, if you haven't played it, you might as well play it. But I'm not going to say that this is like a great Zelda game. Okay. It's a Zelda okay. game with great moments, if anything. Okay. I think you know Rami's uh, Rami's review is spot on. So, like, you know, I'm a huge Zelda fan. I love Zelda games. I enjoyed Skyward Sword. But this is why I'm a Skyward Sword apologist. It's kind of like, you know, I'm a U2 apologist. I love U2, but I need to, like, I can't love Bono. It's the same thing. <laughs> um, you know, I like uh, I like the music. I don't necessarily like the people. <laughs> I like Skyward Sword. I really like some of the mechanics. I really yeah. like some of the ideas. But, like, um, you know, there are some very frustrating moments in that game. He doesn't. You know, like, like the Bono. <laughs> I don't like the Bono of the Legend of Zelda, basically. Um, but uh, <laughs> it has a, it has a lot of really awesome moments, and also like you know, motion controls are infuriating sometimes, and it pisses people off. I totally get that. But like you know, um, the game, for, like the design of what this game was supposed to achieve. I find I found that it was really good. Like it really made you feel like you're swinging around a sword. All the shortcomings that the game um, suffered from was mm-hmm. mostly because of the you know the shortcomings of the controller itself. Mm. So like you know the, the recalibration right. was a little bit annoying, or like um, it's, it doesn't always follow your motion, or like you know the animation kind of uh, jitters a bit because like it didn't follow the motion control. It felt for me that the hardware kind of held the design back rather than the other way around. That's one of the things I really like about mm. Skyward Sword. The same time, you could argue that the design was just you know they they should have tested that with the hardware, but they didn't. Like I think they pushed the hardware harder than they should have, right? Yeah, I don't. I don't know what you think about this, but like personally, me, I don't think I want a motion-controlled Zelda game. Um, when I looked at uh, when I played, uh, what's it? No More Heroes. I think No More Heroes is exactly the amount of sword wielding that I want out of a Wiimote. It's you're button mashing, well, not button mashing, but you're you're playing with the controller, and then just the finishing move is is like a swipe. And then you go back to playing with a controller. Uh, I, it might be I'm subjective. Just, I'm just happy that before you've played Skyward Sword, you're already like giving Skyward Sword like grief for its mechanics. <laughs> this is good. No, you're, but it's, it's, I played I played like Red Steel briefly, for example. And Red Steel uh, was also a game where it's like, hey, well, you're going to have swords and they're going to be mapped to the, the, the Wiimotes or the move or whatever it was. Uh, and 
I felt the same thing. After a while, the novelty wears off. And I'm like, you know what would be more convenient than this if these buttons were on a controller that I could just hold comfortably on my lap and play that way? And I'm not saying every game has to be like that. Like Beat Saber does it perfectly. It's that, that That's the type of game it is. But I don't like after the novelty wears off of motion controls, uh, one-to-one motion, motion controls, um, I don't see a lot of value in it personally. It's a, it's a personal opinion. So you're in luck, Osama, because this game uh, on the Switch, you don't need to use uh, motion controls almost at all. So, um, you know, you can use uh, the, the other stick instead of the motion control, and I can still, like, you know, try to measure the, the, the angle of the sword swings and stuff like that. I mean, you can still, you can use the Joy-Con still and use the motion control if you want to play the game how it's intended to be played, and that's all good. But, like, you know, I agree with the, with the, with the things that you said about... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like some of the early motion control games did not really get that right. But it was that. It was early motion controls. Like, you know, these things were new. The technology was there. People, like, we were trying to explore that as a medium. And I think, like, of uh, all the games that, you know, tried to explore, or, like, push it all the way, all the way, really, I think Skyward Sword did it the best in my eyes. Uh, especially, we're talking Wii here, right? Like, this is... Um, what was it? 2011? The Skyward Sword initially came out. So it's, it's been it's been a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm you know I'm I'm enjoying going down the memory lane. I'm not sure if I'm gonna end up playing the entire game again. It was it was cool to kind of like uh, play I don't know t- ten to twelve hours of uh, of Zelda again. You know the music is phenomenal. I love it. The the, the characters, the art style are wonderful. It's HD now, and like it's exactly how you remember it, but not exactly uh, how you know it's not pixelated or how it was and all of that. Okay. Well, suppose <laughs> so, with Skyward, I think his connection just dropped. That's it's how back. exciting. That's how exciting Zelda is for him. So I didn't play many video games, which is starting to become kind of a trend for me the last few weeks. I don't know. It it doesn't feel like there's that much exciting stuff to play for me. A lot of what I'm playing is stuff that is going to come out in the future, like just preview builds or whatever. So I can't really talk about those. Um, But I don't know. Like, obviously, like the big thing for me this week was uh, Loki. Loki ended. Uh, Which... um, yeah, it was... What an ending, huh? Yeah, they had to stick the landing on this one because I feel like with Falcon and the Winter Soldier and with One Division both, they kind of like didn't stick the landing. Yeah. Uh, so they had to, right? This is like your third attempt, three strikes is out. I was I was losing faith that any of these series would end in a satisfying way and I was just really worried. And I think I mentioned it last week. Mm-hmm. I was just really worried that there would be a, a big fight scene and that would be it, right? Yeah. Agreed. And instead we get an episode with like what 20 seconds of fighting yeah just about. and the rest is just a chat but it's it was what a chat it was what right? a chat what a characters what a use of those characters and their and their relation and their their trust of each other and their distrust of each other and their the the sort of like asymmetrical like knowledge that they have like what a what a wonderfully executed what a tense episode for having no fighting in it at all right i know because like there was a lot of i mean a lot was at stake right <laughs> everything, literally everything was at stake so i saw the thought process that went in their faces in their heads like this is 
like whatever decision they were going to make was going to have huge repercussions. And you felt that you felt that yeah. they were just like, they both had different motivations at that point, their motivation split. And by both, I mean the two Lokis, right? Right. Um, yeah. The, the, the Sylvia. No, <laughs> just incredibly, incredibly well acted, incredibly well done, incredibly well resolved. Yes. Uh, and yeah, it, it you know I'm, I've seen a lot of chatter on the internet about well it didn't like resolve right it like the story isn't done yet. I'm okay with that. I'm not watching the MCU to end every story immediately. Yep. Uh, I'm more than okay with seeing how this plays out and affects the larger MCU. Uh, but what a what a wonderful, a be- what a gorgeous episode episode as well, right? Like yes. from the opening shot all the way through to like the final seconds of the episode. Yeah. camera work and 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 just the the general the general colors the like framing the conversation there's the very slow zoom in on the person they're talking to and the zoom back out of the person they're talking to um yeah just incredibly well done uh, i was i was imp- i was very impressed I was as well. That one episode rivaled so many MCU movies <laughs> in right. City. Yeah, and, and without violence. I think that is yes. really the thing that, like, there was, yes, it escalated to violence, like, once or twice. Briefly. But, like, overall, yes, it, it was just a chat. Yes. Uh, yeah. Exercising good, in good dialogue, I think. Um, and some really interesting lines as well. Like, yeah, you sort of have, like... Um, Loki sort of summarizes the conflict that that has arisen yep. uh, at some point with two sentences that are you know they're a little on the nose they're like really explaining what the conflict is but it's delivered in such a way that it still feels genuine you know Absolutely. the people who are who are catching on the subtext they mm-hmm. get it sort of like reinforced and the people who aren't catching on uh, up on the subtext they're getting it explained to them like they they walk such a good line um it was masterfully that, done. Fun. What a fun series. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so eager to see where they take it in season two. It's going to be a while now, right? Yeah. Before more Loki. I believe it's next year, right? Same time next okay. year? I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know. They didn't announce it, but that's my um, expectation. For now, I guess this story will continue in the MCU at large because that's a big MCU shift. So, yeah. Curious to see. Um,. We talked about Black Widow, right? Yes, we did. We did that yeah. last year. All last right. Week. So I can't talk about that. I, I really, I didn't play many games. No, I bought um um uh, what's it called? The um I, I reserved a uh, a Steam Deck. Ooh, so did I. Oh, nice. So which which I'm, version? Which model did you reserve? I I went for the for the top end one. Me too. And did you also get your date uh, delayed? Uh, I don't or know. Is that Q one? Okay, so this is what happened to me as well when I started the process. Because, you know, everybody tried to reserve it at about the same time. When I started the process, when I clicked on the link the first time, it said that it was going to be Q4 2021 this year. And then by the time I actually finished it, which was about an hour and a half later through multiple errors and issues, um, (laughs) it had shifted to Q1 2022. And I'm actually curious... Is it like did they have a few, like a certain number that were at Q4, and then if you if you didn't make it in time, uh, you were at Q1 and then Q2 and then Q3 like for for next year, Maybe. or did they just like came come up like the same day and say we're not gonna make it? 
we're just going to push it. I'm, I'm curious yeah, if I'm anybody not, got confirmed for Q4. I'm not sure. Mine, mine was at Q1 when I ordered it. Uh, I, I saw all the... I saw the the fighting over it, and I'm just like, you know what? I'm just gonna wait until the servers work. So like four hours later, I checked back, and it was just Q1. Yeah. Okay. I'm curious about the device. Me too. It's an interest. It's an interesting segment of the market, right? Because there's already devices in it, sort of like portable computers. Um, like it's it already exists. It is the switch like PC already exists. Yep. Valve jumping into it is obviously sort of like that's a big deal. It that, is. That, that's sort of a game changer. Like sort of, um, what's the word? It's a not justifies, but it like yeah. it, it creates um, uh, faith in the um, in the segment in the market segment. Absolutely. I got so interviewed we- a bunch of time about it, and people keep asking like, "What does this mean for the indie scene?" I'm like, "It means nothing for the indie. Like nothing changed for the indie scene. Like, yeah, why would cause... anything change for the indie scene?" If you're game supported controllers, you're going to have controller support right. anyway. And if it didn't, you weren't going to add it for this necessarily right. anyway. So yeah. So I'm a little confused as to why everybody thinks it's like a, a, a big deal on every every possible level. But it's an I, interesting I, device. Yeah, but I mean, I think it, it'll depend on how much market share this will will take from the Switch. And to be honest. Initially, it's going to be tiny because they're Steam, Valve is whatever Valve is. It's not Nintendo, but will it become like will, will there be a target audience outside of of uh, the the Steam fanboys? You know that that are going to make right. this a, a household. Uh, I don't know. Device. I I very strongly feel like if you are if you are already locked into the Steam ecosystem, this thing makes sense. Yeah. If you're not already locked into the ecosystem, like to the ecosystem, then it doesn't really make sense, right? Agreed. Agreed. I think the so biggest I can, concern oh. for me is the is the memory. Like for the lowest price unit, it seems that um, you know the the initial memory that you get for it, sixty four gigs. That doesn't sound like much to me. It's like two I games. <laughs> I can't even put Flight Simulator on that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> for example, <laughs> what's the point? Yeah, but I mean, they're going to have expanded storage. I assume they're going to allow you to use uh, flash cards and maybe even replace the hard, the hard disk inside. I would. I'm very excited that we've now reached a point where, on the one end, we have stuff loading off of SSD so fast that we can load entire planets in seconds, and on yeah. the other end, we've got stuff loading off of an SSD of a, a memory card. <laughs> going well, y'all. Like this is going well. Like just more consistent hardware. Yeah, it's going to be great. I'm like personally, I'm excited about it, uh, but I almost have exactly the functionality of the Steam Deck already on my phone with my Kishi. Uh, the only difference is okay. So, the, do you know about the Razer Kishi? I have one. It's myself. like an Android. Exactly, it's like you know Android controller that grafts your phone and makes it look like an, a slightly smaller yeah. Nintendo Switch. I guess it may be the same size depending on how big your phone is. Um, and you're able to play anything on it. I, I, I play uh, xCloud games on it. I play Steam games on it. I can even play PlayStation games on it because you just remote desktop into it. Oh, okay. Then, you're streaming. Exactly. So it's not um, local. You can play some games local, like Android games that support controllers. But yeah, it's not the same. You are, you mm-hmm. are streaming. Functionally, it's almost the same. Most of the games uh, feel right. about right. Like I could play first-person shooters. To I'll play know. some fighting games against you. No, you cannot play fighting <laughs> games at all. But that's the thing. 
that's the one biggest reason that I was interested in it is just to have those games locally, uh, the games that I cannot play on my phone slash Kishi. But I can spend that much money on something like that. I was actually surprised to see how popular it was with other people. Um, yeah, but I, I did find oh. its audience. It, like you crashed the servers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think uh, Steam, because so much of their servers is uh, public facing, I think they accidentally leaked how many got sold. Oh, did they? Yeah, let me see if I can find the numbers. Oh, because it shows you how many people added it to their mm-hmm. cart. Oh, I forgot about so that. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. so here it is. Um, the numbers are um, the queue for confirmed pre-orders exceeded 110,000 across three sales region. Um, that's only on the pricier SKU. Okay. So it doesn't account for the 399 version. Wow. Um, this count is backed up by other users' image captures of sales data through the pre-order period's first 90 days boils down as follows. 512 gigabyte model, $649. 71,600 of which 55,000 came from North America. And 256 gigabyte model at $529, 33,000. Units sold, wow. of which 28,000 came from North America. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, I did not expect that. Not on, not on pre-orders on day one. So, yeah, they made a lot of $4. <laughs> that's true. That's um, true. Whether people are going to keep those pre-orders is a different question, obviously, as time moves on. But uh, for now, it's looking pretty good. Yeah, I'm excited. I can't wait to get it in my hands to see how it feels. I mean, um, I'm hesitant about the the, the trackpads. Like, right? I want to know if they can actually replace a mouse. As they they're saying, it pretty much replaces a mouse. I'm hesitant. I want to get it in my hands. For me, the last time I had a Steam device, it was the the Steam PC. Yes, and that one caught on fire and burned out. So, like literally, like literally, smoke came out of the thing. Oh my god! So I'm not 100. percent um, I'm not 100 sure if I I trust the, you know, Steam hardware. But then again, the HTC Vive, uh, you know, it, that works well. Although I guess that's HTC. The Vive is it the Steam? Who makes the Vive now? I don't even know anymore. I don't, I don't know what know. Valve anymore. I give up. I give up. <laughs> yeah, I, I like the idea that there's uh, trackpads on that thing. Like you know, from a yeah. hardware point of view, and like a game developer, uh, you know, perspective. That that is interesting for me because like mm-hmm. uh, now you can play games on the go that you normally wouldn't have. Or like uh, mm-hmm. also like um, I feel like it it adds an extra layer of precision to uh, first person shooters potentially. Absolutely, they put the gyro the how- gyro back in, right? It is. It is that. The gyro is in. So the gyro and the touchpad, there's like, you know, these extra levels of precision. I don't know how that will play, but I'm keen mm-hmm. to try it out. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. the positioning of the control of the of the sticks I found to be a little bit odd. Like, you know, I thought they'd be a little, a little bit higher than I would have expected. That's true. But apparently the people who had it hands-on, they said it felt natural and comfortable. So, yeah. All the, all the hands-on people said that they kind of liked it. So that's cool. Yeah. But, but yeah, I, I like that this also like came out of nowhere. 
You know, like one day open Twitter, I'm like, oh, Valve announces a new console. Like, oh, this is what we're doing right now. We just like announce consoles with a tweet or like, <laughs> or, like we just hear about it on the day. Um, there's no like prior, um, you know, like uh, build up releases, uh, I mean, on-site to, conferences. <laughs> to be fair, it's Valve. Like they could yeah. literally tweet like an image of a duck and it will go viral. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's true. Half-Life yeah. 3 confirmed. Right. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We're anyway, done so yeah, that's... We're done with yeah. Half-Life 3. Well, no more Half-Life 3. So uh, I played something. Do you want to hear about it? Oh, yeah. Ah, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so uh, I played a new game. Uh, new, new to me, actually. I don't know when the game came out. Uh, I can't tell on the itch page. Uh, but I played a game called Slice and Dice that I'm absolutely in love with. Um, I was looking for something that would get me unhooked from Slay the Spire because um, on my phone, that's pretty much exclusively what I play um, most of the time. So uh, Slice and Dice, what it is, it's an RPG die roller. Every character that you start with, and you start with a generic thief, warrior, uh, kind of a defensive person, a healer, and a magician, they're represented by a die. You roll the die, and you get to re-roll whichever dies you want a few times. So each phase of the die, um, sorry, each face of the die has uh, an either an attack or a defensive move, etc. And then on the other side, you see the enemies, and then they give you their enemy intents. So they're like, who are they attacking? How much damage are they dealing? And then you could make a judgment based on that. Simple formula. We've seen it in board games countless times, but it's just so well executed. It's beautiful, it's simple, uh, and it's addictive. I, I, I downloaded it yesterday, and I must have put in four hours already on, a, on it just from yesterday. Just in between, catching a little bit of time here and there. Um, highly recommended. I don't know if you're, if you're looking at screenshots right now uh, of what it looks like. You'll see it's, it's cute, but it's very, very simple. Like You don't even see character uh, animations. It's just uh, the, the, the heads of the, the characters. Um, if you lose a character, or sometimes even with, without losing as rewards, you're able to pick up a new character. With, and they play completely differently. And sometimes they get really wacky. Like you're able to get a vampire or you're able to get um, a uh, well, someone with a boomerang. I forget what their actual title was. Uh, different abilities. And that changes the gameplay completely. Uh, I like So far, hooked. Absolutely love it. Highly recommend it. I mean, I'll, I'll give it a go. I mean, I like Dicey Dungeons and it sounds like it has something in common with that. Yeah, I like Dicey Dungeons as well. I think I like this more. Okay. I don't know. We'll see, because Dicey Dungeons I played for longer, so maybe mm-hmm. there's a fall-off on, on this one compared to the other one. Right. But the initial like initial gameplay of this one, it onboarded me much faster than Dicey Dungeon. Okay. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it quicker. Okay. Oh, that sounds. I mean, I can use some new games. Like I said, I've just been stuck. Like I've been, I've been, I've been building this Lego. Did I tell you about the Lego? <laughs> you mentioned a little the, bit. The, the Lego world map. I'm halfway now. now. Halfway. <laughs> I, uh, I'm. Uh, I just did. Uh, I just did Western Europe and West Africa, and I'm now starting back up north with the uh, Eastern Nordics, and I'm working my way down. Uh, I think Egypt is tonight. When I'm, uh, you know, now that we're recording, I think I'm building Egypt tonight. Nice. By the time this recording is out, it should either be done or close to done. Wow. So, that's exciting. I, I can't wait to uh, see it. That's like two weeks worth of work. It's so big. 
it makes no like I I understand that it was meant to be big, and I understand that eleven thousand pieces means it's big. <laughs> but it's sitting here in the corner of the room behind me, like the the half of it that I've built already, and it, it's big. <laughs> it sounds like sounds like it's the PS Five, right? I'm pretty sure it gets bigger every time you look at it. Right? Yeah, it just keeps it keeps growing. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I don't know. Like, I it's I think if you put your PS5 next to this world map, the world map is gonna look big. Yeah, what's the, wow. what's the dimensions on this one? How many PS5 times how many PS5s? I think it's probably it's probably. Uh, let me see. Mm, it's probably like one and a half to two PS5s high. High. If oh it's standing. Wow. Is your ceiling that high? No, I, I'm, I'm, that's what I'm trying to see if I can get a second floor to my apartment. But um, <laughs> and it's uh, if you put it if you put it if you put it horizontal, it's probably like three-ish PlayStation fives wide. Wow, wow, that's really big. Well, uh, you need to move to Burj Khalifa, man, to fit that yeah, stuff. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> it might fit. Yeah, the PS5. What is it? Like forty centimeters? Uh, this, thing, this thing, yeah, I think it's 40. I thought it was bigger than that. <laughs> uh, Burj Khalifa is like seven seven PlayStations high, right? So... right yeah, about seven. Yeah. <laughs> don't exaggerate. Six and a half. Yeah, uh, you don't seven. have to say that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, so it's, it's uh, 390 by 92 by 260 millimeters. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's uh, 39 centimeters. This world map is 60 centimeters high and a meter and four centimeters wide. So wow, it big. Yeah, you have a place for it. You're framing it, right? You like uh, well, that's the thing. The frame is actually included in the Lego. You build the frame with Lego. Oh, oh wow! Okay. So that's gonna be cool. Yeah, that's been fun. What are know. your plans for it once it's completed? Put it on the wall. Of course, you know. Yeah, but which room? Like, like oh, I, I think it's gonna go in the living room because they actually give you some extra pieces where you can put uh, little dots on where you've been. Oh, do they give you enough for Rabbi? <laughs> or do you have to no. order more? So I'm gonna have to order some additional pieces. <laughs> of course, <laughs> but I'm gonna order some additional pieces. Of nice. course, uh, like I think you're not gonna, gonna do cities because that would be ridiculous. You're at least, you're doing one per country. Right? I don't and, think I don't think the resolution is high <laughs> enough to do per city in yeah. a lot of countries I've been to. But yeah. no, the intent is obviously if the country is large enough, I'm gonna go by city. Okay, that makes sense. Like in the U.S., I can put a dot on the U.S., but like <laughs> yeah, China that's or not Russia, meaningful. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, um, Rami did this thing in one GDC. Uh, which year was that, Rami? Remind me. You had you had like a world map in uh, in uh, like in front of the expo hall, and people were supposed to put dots on it for where there's a for one reason to yeah. be a development. Studio. Oh, right. Yeah, man, yeah. that was cool. Yeah. What year was that? 2018 was it? Must have been 2018 or 2017. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, that. I remember that. It was it was to make the point that the that you know game development is still too centralized, and that GDC is not an international conference. Yeah, in that mm-hmm. way, right? Because everybody had to put their their sticker up of where they came from, and then I took a photo of that world map, and I just erased everything except for the stickers, which were all red. So I just filtered the image for red, and at the start of my presentation, one reason to be, which was a presentation about people from around the world making video games. I would fly six people out from all around the world to come talk about what game development is like in their countries, right? And um, mm-hmm. 
I started a presentation with that image of just the sticker, so you couldn't see it was a world map anymore. Um, but if if it was, you know, if game development was truly global, you should be able to recognize the shape of the world map absolutely from the stickers. Uh, that just wasn't the case. It looked like a whole mm-hmm. bunch of stickers at the top half of a thing, and then seven stickers on the bottom half of a of the image. Uh, and then even then, it was like so centralized in like West and East U.S. and Canada, and then a little bit in Europe, and then a bunch in China and Japan, and that was kind of it. Yeah. Uh, there was a little sticker for Australia, a little sticker for South uh, for South America, a few stickers maybe for Brazil, maybe for Argentina, but that was about it. Yeah. yeah. It was unrecognizable. It was a fun. It was a fun way to make that point. That was pretty cool. I remember that. Man, time flies. It's been. It's been a while. Yeah, it is yeah. heartbreaking. Yeah. It's been four years since that. Can you imagine? 2018 Crazy. is four years ago. How is that Crazy. even possible? I don't know. I don't know. Years, years, are getting, years are getting shorter or longer or both. Or both. <laughs> both. <laughs> both at the same there's time. Less, there's less time in a year, and then in hindsight, they seem longer. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how this works. Yeah, we're like already in, in July. We're more done with 2021 than the other way around. No, right? listen, I didn't need to hear that. Can we, can we, can we undo no. that sentence of the podcast? Can we go no, back? No, let me change the topic. So, Selma, you like dice games, huh? You yeah, like to play games do. with dice and board games and stuff like that. <laughs> yes, yes, I do. I'm a big fan. I have a big collection of board games. So, kind of, so like, um, is that something like, you know, like growing up in the Middle East? board games and shisha like go hand in hand it's like the thing you do once you like you know you, you get off work you go home you have a meal and then you know the the boys pick you up or like you go out with friends and like you're sitting in the cafe you're having shisha you're drinking like some uh, juice and then you're playing backgammon or chess or some kind of uh, card game or something of the sort of you have you had is that like where your board game stuff started because that that was uh, it for me I for sure so. <laughs> well, I definitely get chess from my father. My father loved chess and used to play, taught us when we were really young and played with us a lot. So when I went back to, to Iraq to visit my cousins, we definitely played chess. And the other one that I learned only in, in Iraq, I didn't learn it here, was Tadnib, which is a, a trick-taking card game. Uh, it has it, it kind of similar to Rummy in the West, uh, but it's not the, it's not the same. The rules are still pretty different. But if you if you know how to play Rummy, you know. What, I almost went. What did you call me? Uh, I forgot about Rummy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it's similar in, in in a sense, right? But if you've played a trick card taking game, you could pick up the the nuances and the rules a lot. I feel that it's uh, closer to like a bridge or hearts than it is to yeah. uh, Rummy in some way. That's true. Actually, you're right. It is closer to to bridge or hearts. I. I I didn't usually play Bridge or Hearts when I was young, so I didn't know them that well. Uh, Rami is yeah, actually enough. closer to to um, Mahjong, I think. Uh, it's all blurring into <laughs> into one big card game. But Rami yeah, is like closer the, to Mahjong. You know, it's Mahjong. Where I like to hang that's out. true. Rami likes to hang out. Uh, but that's the thing time. with. <laughs> okay, that took me a sec. <laughs> But Tarnib is taken really seriously. There's an art to it, the art of the tell. And if you don't play ball, it's really hard to find a a partner. Even with my cousins who are playing nice with the the Canadian cousin who's coming from abroad, even them, you could tell they're like, okay, you lost the bet. You you, you partner with Osama. (laughs) (laughs) I got pretty good pretty fast. But initially when I started playing, you know, this is, it's a staple over there, right? 
Yeah, man, absolutely. It's huge also in Jordan. I've seen fights start because of Tarnib or because somebody didn't <laughs> um, didn't mark the right color or or mark the right color in a game in which they shouldn't have. Yes. And, um, you know, partners that didn't step up in the right way. Uh, and, like, you know, people offering somebody else as a handicap. So, like, yeah, you play with this person, and if you win, then you're the true Tarnib uh, champ <laughs> or something. Of the sort. Uh, <laughs> I love it. That's so insulting. <laughs> it's so oh, insulting. No <laughs> uh, we have a variation of Tarnib in Jordan. Um, uh, it's called Tricks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is similar, but like instead of like, um, uh, so like, you know, Tarnib, whenever you take a tick, you add points, right? Yes. And in Tricks, uh, there's a lot more nuance and complications to it, but generally you don't want to uh, take ticks because every time you take one, you lose points. Oh, okay. So it's reversed on me. Exactly. So almost everybody's in the negative and you try to be the positive. So like um, it's divided into four kingdoms. And then every player starts a kingdom. And unlike um, Tarnib, it's a solo game. It's not a team game. So it's every person for themselves. And then when it's your kingdom, you get to choose one of five game modes. Uh, One is like uh, the king of hearts. One is queens. One is diamonds. One is, uh, I don't know if there's a word for it. We call it tush uh, in Jordanian, which I mean is ticks. And the other one is tricks. So for everything other than tricks, like if it's the king of hearts, for example, if you, ta- yes. if you take the tick that has the king of hearts, then you lose 75 points. So you want oh. to avoid that. Um, the one with queens is that you don't want to eat uh, a queen. Otherwise, you would lose uh, 50 points or something like that. So they have mm-hmm. like wild rules uh, built into the game itself. That's interesting. It's, it sounds like uh, yeah. what's the Harry Potter broom game? Quidditch. Quidditch? <laughs> it sounds like Quidditch. <laughs> it does. Quidditch. Have, you, have you ever read the rules of Quidditch? They make it's, like no sense. It's like uh, <laughs> there's this game going on on the side, but there's something completely unrelated to it on this side that scores you points 20 times more listen, than the game can. I've been in too many conversations with really strict Harry Potter fans that gave me incredible <laughs> grief for daring to say that Quidditch makes no sense. <laughs> like I've never had my game design card more doubted than by, you know, saying that I don't think Quidditch actually makes sense. It, it really <laughs> does not. I'm sorry, but uh, whoever is saying, hey, I, I'd t- love to get take, into this you debate. Take the twi- you, you take the Twitter people. I don't. I don't want anything to do with this. I'm okay. I, I if challenge anybody's anyone. listening to this and they're a big Harry Potter fan, please. Like it's <laughs> oh, no. Osama Dorius, not at THA Rami. Oh, Nothing no. to do with that. I don't know what we're talking about. Anyway, I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be a good host again. So anyway, this game tricks that I've been telling you about. <laughs> <laughs> Thank so you, like, Fozzie. Uh, Rami, like, thank you, know, you like for the, nothing, but Fozzie, thank you. <laughs> you know that, um, that King of Hearts thing that I was telling you about, like it became, it's, uh, it's even, so um, when you're playing the King of Hearts, the player who has King of Hearts has the options to show it and say, I have it and put it on the table. And that means mm. when you take it, then you take it doubled. So you lose 150 points instead of 75 points. And oh, um, wow. it, 
And like that that game is so popular that you know um, uh, it became like a, 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 a what do you call it a figment of speech. It's like a metaphor. So like when you say something like and like something really bad happened to you, it'll be like and just like that, I call it Sheikh Kubba Mdabbal. I I I, yeah. I ate yeah. a, a king of hearts that's double. <laughs> so like if, if you had like if you had like you know I thought I thought I studied really well for this exam and I went in and then I saw the test and and yeah so did you pass? No man no I uh, I ate a uh, king of hearts doubled. <laughs> Right. <laughs> that's like the opposite of success it's like the worst thing that can happen to you. it's like a great misfortune has befell you that's like amazing 150 amazing. points that's incredible I love it I can love you come it. back from losing 150 points is that even a possibility or is it like you've lost you can game? because the, the fifth uh, game mode which is tricks it is like almost like uh, you take turn playing solitaire I see. Um, so every every person plays uh, so you start with the jack and then you can play either a higher or lower card from the same suit unless somebody plays another jack and so forth. The player who uh, puts down all of their cards first uh, gets 200 points. Huh. Second, 150. Really? Third, 100. So that's the only way you can gain points. And everything and else you keep losing. That, the person that grabs the snitch is like 750 points. <laughs> <laughs> the There's a lot of... <laughs> the person that goes last against the 50 point we have a term for it it's uh we call toshi which i i, I struggle to translate but it's like a very funny uh, term to be like this is like the person that just goes last and it kind of <laughs> oh no osama can you sing a song uh well no <laughs> no <laughs> it was worth a try I mean, I, I can sing. I just can't sing well. There's a distinction okay. between. Okay, the two. sing a song poorly for me. Uh, <laughs> do I have to? Can I pass? Oh no! I thought this is back. You're saved. <laughs> I'm about to save you. Thank you. You saved me I twice today. Just so today. Oh my god, man! Sorry. About it's that. a thing. No, it's okay. You were you were telling us what the name was for being last. Tushy. Oh yeah, that's uh, the the name for being last is Tushy. Have you guys heard of this mm-hmm. term before? Not, I mean, Osama just said it. <laughs> yes, it sounds like Tushy. <laughs> it's, it's not Tushy. That's the sorry. It's, it's Dota. Like uh, you two of yeah, all yeah, people yeah. should be able to oh, say this. Absolutely, <laughs> Tushy. I gotcha. Well, Tushy. It's it's so it's also like a figurative speech. If like you know, um, so did you did you like you know you you passed the test? Were you the first in the class? First, no, man, I was the Toshi, like the the last uh, in the race. <laughs> and that also comes from like uh, card games and that kind of culture. It really feels like Mario Kart in card form, and you just play different <laughs> mini games each time. <laughs> The rules are like different each time. It's like, okay, which mini game are we playing it now? It sounds more like Mario Party. Oh, what yeah, did I yeah. say? You said Mario Kart. No, I meant Mario Party. Sorry, right. I, I messed that up. <laughs> <laughs> so fun out. I never actually played uh, Tornip. Oh, interesting. I'll have never. to teach you. I played Tola. I played Shotarong, like chess, but like yes. I didn't. Uh, Tola Bagaman, but I, I never played Tornip. We have to so figure You're missing that. out. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I have to refresh my my memory, but um, did I tell you that I actually worked on a Tarnib game? There's a Tarnib game. <laughs> so when I worked at a company called GE Media, we made games for airplanes. 
And one of our markets was obviously the Middle East because people in the Middle East like to fly as well. And so they asked me to, to come up with a game that we made in, um, like that would appeal to that target audience. Um, and with that, like I knew Tarnib, so I'm like, hey, I can make this card game. It's probably pretty popular still over there because it's been popular for, for forever. And it was, it actually was really popular. But you know, when you make a game, the nuances of the rules that you have to learn are very different than when you just right. play a game. Because um, I didn't just have to know it enough to play it like I did with my cousins. I had to learn it well enough to design an AI that could play it convincingly. Right. And that was rough. But what, what that did is it kind of burnt me out on the game. <laughs> I haven't played it since. I can imagine. So I haven't well, touched it in about six years. But it'll come back to me real quick. You two should teach me. This is yeah. fun. Like, how, how's your tolo? Because I, I'm pretty sure I can beat you two at that. I don't know how to play it. You have to teach me. Okay. Oh, so that, that sounds like um, an afternoon with some shishas um, uh, in the making. Yeah. I'll, I'll skip the shisha, yeah. but I'm in on the board games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. can triple shisha. I'll have the sugar cane juice. <laughs> yeah, sugar cane juice. Yep. Cool. Yeah. And some tea. We'll make and it some work. tea, of tea. course. Of course. The tea before, the tea after. The tea is always. First stop on the Habibi's world tour. <laughs> You've heard it here first, folks, the world tour. <laughs> so next week, we're going to have a bit of a different episode of the Habibis. Uh, in fact, uh, next week, uh, I'm going to continue a panel that I did at Games for Change last week with a, a group of wonderful guests from uh, from the Arab world. Loads of Habibis. Loads, it's, all the, it's more Habibis than ever before. Habibis and Habibis. <laughs> maximum, maximum Habibi. Hadaboobs. Um, <laughs> yes. um, but it's going to be really exciting. We're going to talk about Arab representation in video games. And uh, we will have Nuha, who we had on the show before. Uh, Son M, who is a, uh, a writer and a director at, uh, I think, Perfect Garbage is the name of the studio. <laughs> That's a great name. <laughs> We're going to have Sarah, who is at Focus Home, uh, and uh, um, uh, Melek Tfaha, who is at uh, UB. So uh, we're going to continue that panel. If you're excited to hear a bit about that, uh, tune in next week for a special episode of the Habibis. Just wanted to get that out there before uh, we I'm excited up. for that one. Yeah, same. Exciting stuff. So thank you all for tuning in today. Thank you for joining us uh, for another episode of the Habibi. We'll be back as the three Habibis in the week after next, but make sure you tune in to for next week as well for uh, the special Habibi extravaganza that Rami's putting together. <laughs> and uh, for the time being, yeah, uh, uh, talk to you later, I guess. <laughs> Salam. 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 Talk to you later, if I was to talk to you later. If you want to be accurate, at least say talk at you later. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm so, completely off my game today, like with the internet lagging and stuff. Yeah, oh you dropped God. for a bit. So, what? I dropped the ball so many times. Talk to you later? Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> like just about the most Arab of outros here. It's like, mm, talk to you later. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm not even sure if I'm not 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 sure
Chuck's a hard This is how I'm going to be ending our calls from now on. Just talk to you later. <laughs> I'm gonna do, I'm just gonna record this Osama saying salam and just replace every time he says <laughs> 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 <laughs>